Hello, hello, hello. Kellen Patterson at the O'Kellen clan. Super excited today. <laughs> P4P Real Talk Midwest Muscle in the house. And this program is sponsored by P4P Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsorship foundation in the world. And if you are a drug-free athlete and are looking for a solid foundation and the vehicle to drive your goals like what, does Roy? Like a Mack truck through ice cream, sugar. Check us out at p4pmuscle.com and now let's chit chat with Abanta. How you doing, Dr. Right? Fantastical. How are you <laughs> doing, good I am doing more than fanatical. Is that a word? <laughs> no. <laughs> it should be. It should be. It should be. Yeah. So I, you know, you guys can already hear. We've already got a fantastic, fantastic guest tonight, Kaylin Patterson. Why don't you give him a little, a little entree into who we're going to be speaking with tonight? <laughs> if if we truly have a gem on the show, that's for sure, and she is sure oh. to shine quite brightly. And I'm always thanking it for anything that comes from Jared's or any other jewelry store. I am talking about a living diamond. Yes, I am. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Trina Park. And as she introduces herself, she will let the world know exactly what she was. Before we get to that, oh. I just have to talk about the banquet we had at the at the the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, get together by Jojo Sison, and I watched a woman just basically enliven a whole group of people and take them to another level as far as enjoying the night and the festivities. And one of the most humble and original and down to earth women I've met, and I was blessed to be her bodyguard the whole night. So I got to see her interact with kids, uh, people that were fans. Mm-hmm that are fans and and people that are just basically meeting uh, some celebrity for the first time. And she interacted very genuinely and honestly with each and every one. And I was just blown away by that. And I tried to document every single second because it was so nice to see someone that has had a taste of good life and still remembers that everybody is human. So I was very blessed by that. And Miss Trina Parks, please introduce yourself to our listeners. And uh, <laughs> we've already got some hearts saying, oh, my goodness, I recognize that name. So you introduce yourself and uh, let the world oh. know a little bit about you. Oh, my gosh. What can I do? I'm overwhelmed about your introduction. It's just wonderful. But I also I also want to thank you and, of course, JoJo uh, for inviting me, but then meeting you and he having you to be my, be my bodyguard throughout that night. You were just the most wonderful bodyguards, and I've had a few in my lifetime, <laughs> and you were just, the most perfect. You were there, and you stood up. Or oh, I even offered you a seat, and you know, no, that's okay. I'm standing next to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, you had you took pictures. Every everything that I was doing. Thank you so much, because I didn't have a chance really to take pictures of everything. You know, uh, everything mm-hmm. I was doing. And I just uh, really want to, you know, overly. Just thank you for being such a wonderful person, a wonderful gentleman to me that 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 whole evening. And um, I, you want me to introduce myself? <laughs> okay. Um, I, I don't like talking about myself. It's like, oh, <laughs> somebody else. Do that. But if you insist. Um, some uh, people might remember, uh, if you all uh, are James Bond fans or know about the James Bond movies, I was the first African-American James Bond woman and villain and also slash bodyguard who was my character <laughs> to uh, the uh, Sean Connery 
And my movie was Diamonds Are Forever, and it was released in 1971. So that is, <laughs> that's basically, I guess, why you have me on the awesome program, too, because that is, that's one of the main things that I have, you know, that most people uh, know me for. Plus, I started out in New York as a, as a dancer, um, and I uh, was in the, if some of you dance people, dance enthusiastics, know about Catherine Dunham, uh, the great female, the first female choreographer back in the 30s and 40s, as she started her company. And I, I joined her company, her last company, uh, in 1964, and then joined, um, I went to high school of performing arts in New York, so I graduated in 65 and then joined the, the company in Paris in uh, 65 to 66. And basically, Ms. Dunham, I give her credit because she, when I was training with her when I was about 14 in New York at her school, I was learning karate. And, of course, the Dunham technique, which is the base of Haitian and modern and uh, Caribbean, um, getting the role of Thumper, uh, I needed to, the, the character had to have uh, and know karate and be as a, uh, they wanted a, a dance, a strong dancer, and but she also had to have, you know, no karate. So I, all, I always give Ms. Dunham that credit for helping me to be such a strong dancer. And in my career, uh, I've been in many other companies, Alvin Ailey's company and Donna McHale, Tally Beatty's and uh, Jeffrey Holder's and I have been able to be so talking blessed about to some elite names. Wow. Yeah, yeah no doubt. <laughs> yeah. And that's just a few of the choreographers that are not here anymore, uh, back in the sixties, late fifties and sixties that I worked with, uh, and I toured, you know, Europe toward Europe before the wall, uh, the wall came down, you know, uh, Berlin Wall in 84. We are uh, toward in 60s and late 60s. And so I was so blessed, so very blessed to meet people from all different countries, worlds, you know, around the world. And I think mm-hmm. that has helped me with being just real, uh, you know, with everyone. Because everyone has, is is special, you know. Everyone has a special Amen. history about their culture, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, you're not above. I'm not above anyone because I've done a certain movie or because I have a title, you know. Um, I respect all. And uh, because you mentioned about me being, you know, dancing. Well, of course, I love to dance with children. I've taught children since I was so. It was about 1970 when I started teaching, and um, I taught K to 12, and so I've taught all ages, all age groups from, you know, 12K to up to senior citizens, like myself. (laughs) 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 I'm a young citizen. So so amazing and such a varied background, and it's just awesome to have you on and just to share your story and i i just have to go back to the james bond film um so i i guess i'm curious as to where your career was at the point when you landed that role and then kind of oh, how yeah. that affected your career going forward mm-hmm. Well, I uh, well, first of all, I am writing a book, um, okay. and this is all my life from when I can remember it up until you know now. Uh, so, and that uh, that would also be in that, um, and um, and for you, Kaylin, I the short story that I had, I I never got you yes, gave you a copy, right? No, ma'am. Did I? Yeah, and I thought and I thought about that. Um, I am sending you a copy of the the latest short story, revived short story that I have, and you know that uh, of course Thank is you. about my experiences. You're welcome. My experiences up until I got the movie and how I how I received it. 
uh, when I was um, I was in a company, uh, Donald McHale's company. He was the choreographer. Well, back in the 60, 67, 68, um, and I uh, toured with him all over Europe. And he came to uh, Los Angeles to choreograph the movie Great White Hope um, in 1969 uh, with James Earl Jones. And I wow. being with with uh, Donnie, but also I did the play uh, Emperor Jones with with uh, James, and uh, so I knew you know James before that in in uh, New York. So he called Donnie called me and said that I want to come to New York, you know, to L.A. and do the movie. I said, Yeah, sure, I'll come. And I had been there once, but in uh, Berkeley, I did a concert with Anna Sokolow's company. That's, uh, and I know I'm calling some names that maybe some people might not know, but dancers would know. Um, but we just did a concert at, uh, the Berk- at Berkeley University. So I never got into L.A., uh, Los Angeles. But, so I, I came, and I did the movie, and I decided I would stay. Um, and I actually did go back and, you know, get my things from uh, Brooklyn and uh, where I was living and uh, decided to stay uh, in, in L.A. And I wanted to put together a show um, of my own um, because I always, always uh, also sang and put a nightclub show together. Fast forward, I did this night, I did my show at the Ye Little, Ye Little Club in, in uh, Beverly Hills. Uh, there was a lady that worked with me as my manager, um, and she and she invited some of the you know top agents from LA, and I ended up signing with Agency for the Performing Arts, uh, which is a very big, still is a very big agency. Well, um, at that time, you know, people actually, the producers or casting people actually called people. You know, there was no cell phones or things like that. Mm-hmm. Then. So mm-hmm. I got a call from my agent on my rotary phone that, uh, <laughs> you know, they, you know, the ones that uh, the ones that go around. You know, I don't even think we yeah, push button yeah. yet. But um, yeah, that uh, they wanted to see me for this movie, uh, this James Bond movie. I had no idea who what he was talking about. Because I had never seen a James Bond movie, didn't know who Sean Connery was. He he wasn't Sir Sean yet, but you know he had. And uh, but they, but she, but he told me that uh, they you know wanted this character this, to have what I expressed before to be a dancer. But he didn't know I knew karate, so I said yeah. So they wanted to see me, and uh, I had an appointment with them in Beverly Hills at the office about uh, six. Uh, and they were all from England because the you know producers are from England, the John, James Bond producers, and uh, casting people. So we had the interview, and I told them all about what I was doing. Um, at that time, I had just cut, done a Broadway show, um, and I had of course been with the companies, dance companies, had been with Alvin's company, and all those, and um, and so they asked me to come back for the uh, screen test. I did that, and again, again, they asked to come, I called my agent, he called me to come back for the uh, movement. So I, you know, uh, did all the different movements uh, on camera. And so then I got the call that they liked what I did, and I had the role. Wow! Wow! That that was that's briefly (laughs) in my book. It's it's, you know more exaggerated of things, but that's basically what I was doing. And I was um, I had done some Broadway, a lot of Broadway shows before that. Um, uh, Her first Roman and uh, and and, um, with uh, Leslie Uggams and Richard Kiley. and selling of the president. And so I had worked with, you know, star named stars before different shows and theater that I was I had done. So working with uh, with Sean Connery wasn't, you know, 
I didn't know him anyway. I didn't know who he was. <laughs> and so it was, it was, it was nice. Yeah, I didn't tell my agent. I had, I didn't know who he was until after we shot the movie. <laughs> but uh, we got along very well. I was very comfortable. I'm, you know, it was my character. I knew what I of my dance training years and years before that as being a in you know in the company and then being a soloist i knew what my character was and that's what it was it wasn't that oh i'm working on this big film and no i'm doing a character and i only thing different was that i had all these different big cameras in front of me but it you know it was what the char- the character was and that's what i was supposed to portray well, that that's pretty fantastic. I'm still hung up on, on the rotary phone. But, I mean, how else, how else would it be done? I mean, that's what it was in the day. So, And our listeners are are totally digging the vibe that you're putting down. Bill says, wow, you guys now have gone big time. So here we go. I guess now we are big time, Bill. <laughs> and then uh, Lanny Harvey says that, you have been with the very best dance group, so they are all yes. just um, impressed with with what you've been sharing with us. So my next question is, how did you even get started? How did you get discovered in the first place? I mean, what was the very beginning of Trina Park's dancer? Uh, I mean, I mean, that's where it all kind of blossomed from and then led you into acting and so on and so forth. How did that part of it even take off in the very beginning? Um, oh, my gosh. Well, I first started studying dance at about the age of six ballet at uh, the Brooklyn Academy of Music. Um, my father, who also I'm very, very, very blessed to have had, uh, he was a very, very uh, you know, popular, well-known musician. He was the lead tenor sax man for Cab Calloway's band. And oh, oh wow! wow. Yeah, and and um, uh, Scott Joplin's, and you know, he he started back in the '30s, and he played all the wind instruments. You know, piccolo, flute, uh, tenor, and and alto sax. Um, and he but he was on the road a lot. But when he would come back in town, of course, he would take me to uh, to the ballet classes. I always liked to dance, and he knew, obviously, he knew that. Um, so um, that's really where I started, and then I, of course, uh, grew up to doing toe work, and which was very, very rare for, you know, black dance, you know, to be yes. black and do co-work at that time. Um, mm-hmm. But I loved it. And I, there were some um, black uh, ballerinas, very few. I know one was Carmen de Lavalade, um, and I didn't uh, know her at the time. But, you know, we eventually worked together a couple times. And um, she and also her cousin, oh, Joan oh, Collins. Joan Collins, um, and she was around, you know, around in the four, late 40s, 50s, and, uh, but I didn't know of them until, of course, I became, you know, I, in my 17, 18, 19-year-old, you know, where I was more uh, into, or before that, when I studied about dance, you know, the, the dance world, um, and, but then I was going in Harlem, uh, a teacher at the 135th Street uh, Y or Community Center, um, I first had modern dance from her. She referred me to Olatunji Babatunde, uh, who was an African uh, drummer and had a company there um, in Harlem. And he also was very, very well known. He, his first real famous album was Drums of Passion. And so I just know, just being a wild dancer anyway, I, she introduced me to him because he had to be on leave. And then I started working and studying with him and eventually uh, joined the company. And, you're, and I was about 10, 11 years old at that time. And 
we did performances around uh, Harlem on in uh, outside stages. And then I, um, well, again, fast forward, I took the audition for the High School of Performing Arts in uh, 1961, wow. um, the original High School of Performing Arts in New York. And I took it as a, for the ballet department, because I wanted to go into the ballet department, you know. Uh, as a ballet, and uh, but uh, they it, it, now in the in the north in, the, in New York it wasn't you know the prejudice as it is of, as it was of course in the south so much, but they still had their little thing about black ballerinas, <laughs> you know, black uh, dancers, and I didn't know that until later. But I took the audition, and then of course I was the only black dancer there and uh, then they asked me if I'd like to come back for the modern department I was like 14 I think about and I didn't want to but I did come back uh, because and I did obviously get the get the, the audition um, but then I found out there were no black you know female females in the ballet department at all and there wasn't in that school until probably the 70s and I think that's when the school moved to LaGuardia near Lincoln Center. But I, you know, I really soared, and I said I was going to be the best of best. And I, uh, I was, uh, we were trained in the Graham, Martha Graham technique, and I loved Graham technique. Uh, so I became, I was a soloist in my junior year in the, in the, the dance number, and then a solo from uh, Helen Tamaris, who was the original Martha Graham dancer. She had uh, choreographed Negro Spiritual. And if some of you know Ben Vereen, uh, he was in my class. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Whoa. And, yeah. He, uh, so he, I, and another, one of the other black dancers were the first more than two black dancers in the modern department ever. We were the first. Uh, my ex-husband John Park was was the only one in the modern department at that time, and but we had he picked um, Helen Tamaris picked um, Ben Winston and myself to do her Negro spiritual for our, our senior concert. Yeah, so that you know from there I started going to the Dunham School on Forty Second Ninth. And, you know, it just went from there. And I told you, you know, about that uh, going, you know, doing her, uh, being in her last company at the Apollo Theater. At, and that was the last time she performed with the company. And I was so blessed to be to perform with them. Uh, I was 15 at the time. So uh, I had to wait till I was six, till I graduated at 65 to join them in Paris. And wow! So it, yeah. <laughs> and I went to Paris for the first. I, I the first time I took a plane ride ever. The first time in life was from New York to Paris by myself <laughs> because the company already was in Paris. So uh, and and Miss D was my guardian because I I I, didn't, I turned uh, I turned eighteen in Paris. Yeah. So wow. he had to be my guardian until I turned. And my father, you know, had uh, signed for her to be my guardian. And then, of course, they knew about me. People knew about me being in the Dunham Company. And so that's when I started dancing with the ALE Company in 66. And then the other, you know, joined the other companies from then, from 60s to early 70s. And then I started doing Broadway and and all of that. <laughs> oh my goodness! As, as a as a fan of history, I am loving everything about this, and so are our listeners. But there's some names you've thrown out there that are just really—I mean, you, you talk about foundational black individuals. Holy yeah. smokes! You've got a plethora of, of names and people you've interacted with. So that's that's a oh, yeah. lesson in itself, and then that's to right. have that's right. 
Yeah, yes, and 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 I mean, I, I would have been starstruck after two or three of the names, and the fact that you're actually related. <laughs> oh my goodness! It, it it. But I honestly, you know, and this this ties into to health and fitness is being a part of dance. You have to be incredibly active. I, I can tell you, just uh, mm-hmm. some of the choreography itself must be uh, mentally straining. How strict were some of your uh, instructors, and how did that play uh, in, in keeping you humble and, and, and active for so long? My goodness. Um, well, you know, it, first of all, I, I am a, uh, I've been a, a vegetarian since 1976 and a complete vegetarian and a vegan for the last, oh, almost 10 years now. But Back in school, in high school, I never really ate a lot of meat and, you know, all that. Um, in fact, I, I really, my thing wasn't eating. It was dancing. <laughs> well, it was eating, you know, something to just fill my, you know, appetite for a minute uh, because that's what I was thinking of. But we did. We had those, you know, in New York, if anyone knows about the New York, where they have those carts out you know, on the streets of the Franks and the uh, the hamburgers and things like that. Yes, I ate those. I wasn't a big. I did. I did eat be- the bacon, um, but I didn't eat on chickens and you know all what do you call the big steaks and things. I wasn't that kind of eater, and because I did want you know, of course, wanted to watch. You had to watch your weight when you were dancing. Too. Yes. Um, and of course, you were, you know, young. So anything you ate just, you know, came off. Not like now that I wish. Anyway, um, so <laughs> <laughs> it's like when I when I look at something, you know, the hips say, <laughs> starts growing. So, um, but that was till I remember doing a Broadway show, and we had two shows, and I had this hamburger. Out, you know, outside, I went out to, uh, to between the shows, and I, I think that was the last time. That was, in, that was probably '69, somewhere around there. And I think that's when I started to feel that this, you know, this isn't right for you. Oh, I never smoked either. And <laughs> it's a story about me drinking. I, I don't, I, I haven't. The last time I took a drink was in Paris in 1965. And um, I haven't I don't drink any liquor at all, no liquor at all. And I haven't smoked. I had one cigarette when I came back from Paris in 66, and that was the last cigarette I had because I didn't like that. So I've, I've always tried to be healthy from inside and out. And through, through dancing, um, it's, it's been so much better. You know, for your life and for your for, and for your health. But going through, you know, the dance world, and you asking me about how it was, you know, through my dance uh, experience, um, mm-hmm. and and that. But I kept, I kept through. I would say, where did I um, from going being with Dunham, and then you know. Being in Europe, uh, my eating was pretty much the same. It was, you know, being very healthy in 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 what I in what I eat, and I still I still am, uh, you know, complete veggie. Always have. Well, there you go. <laughs> you heard it here, yeah. folks. Eat those veggies. Eat them. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I also went. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was I was going to say when I I had my daughter in 1973. That's when I really started. Uh, my husband and I. He's gone now, many many years. But we both went to the Lamaze technique to have to have her naturally. Yeah, and, and so that's why I weaned. I started weaning off of my uh, of, of bacon first, and that oh. also through my oh. dancing. What? <laughs> bacon. Oh. oh. Taylor, Taylor loves bacon. <laughs> oh yeah, that was my that was the worst. 
Because I was told, yeah, you, you, you do that first. Because I, my father loved bacon, too. And I used to eat, I remember eating some of his bacon, and I knew he didn't like it either. <laughs> I liked bacon. And so I did. I weaned <laughs> off into the, thir- the turkey bacon. But my my uh, schedule of, was was so much into dance experience, dancing, you know, training and training as many, as much and as much as I can and as many different techniques as I can, different classes. Even on the weekends, I would go to, uh, down to the Graham School at, uh, in the village in New York and take classes, you know. Um, so that, you know, that, that I think has really helped me with my life in my life and preserving. That's why I, I always say to everyone, you know, or to dance, the ballet dancers, take African from, you know, African dancers, take modern and, you know, do all different kinds of, of, and you study, when you study dance, you study cultures. That, that's been so wonderful to me to just study cultures, you know, um, educating it's educating. And that's why I tell the dancers now when, I, when I'm teaching, please, you know, learn about what you're doing. And when I teach, when I, teach I, just, I just don't start teaching if I'm teaching the, den, uh, the Dunham technique. Uh, I, I start telling the students about who Miss Dunham was, what she did. And if I'm having a workshop, I show the film and I speak about her. I have question and answer periods. You know, and all that before we even start one step. If I'm choreographing something, I'm speaking to the dancers about what this, what are we doing? Question and answer. How do you feel about it? What is, what is the knowledge of this dance that you're doing? You just don't start dancing. You know, you got to know where you, what it's coming from before you do one step. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, amen to that. I, you know, and yeah. this, the info that you're sharing about the classes and their structure and people, the motivation behind them, it actually just dovetails perfectly into the question we have from our listener here, Laura. She's wanting to know if your instructors were really demanding oh, in the yeah. classes that you were taking over the years. Oh, yes. Much much more than now. Um, when you went into a class, first of all, if the class, if the class was at 5 o'clock or whatever, you were there at least 4.45 warming up or being ready and standing and ready for that teacher to come in to the room. No talking. No sweaters around the waist. No, I mean, your hair was up. Your, you had your leotards and tights on, unless you were doing rehearsal or something. Then you had leg warmers and all. But everything was very neat and focused and mm-hmm. to, to the point, you know. Um, when the teacher was speaking, it, you weren't talking to anybody else. You were looking right at, that, you know, the teacher uh, when the teacher was uh, the choreographer or teacher was correcting someone else, and even though you know you were they weren't uh, correcting you or in that side of the room that you were on, you watched. You watched what, even if you were perfect at what you did. All no, never perfect, but pretty much you know you knew everything, all the steps, so doing everything pretty much correctly. You didn't. You turn around and look the other way or talk to someone at all. Everything was very, 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 you know, um, very determined, very focused on the dance, you know. Um, it's a little different now. I know when I, <laughs> I was teaching at a high school and I just couldn't, I couldn't believe I mean, of course, we didn't have cell phones, and they actually, some of the people, young ladies had cell phones, and then they were talking to the others, and I just, I, 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 this isn't right, <laughs> you know, 
this is no. not right. You know, and I and I said that what I was just said to you about you know this this you're here to learn. When you're in your math class, you don't start talking to another person uh, on you know next to you or behind you when you're trying to do a math um, you know example or the teacher's te- saying something to you. You do the same thing in dance class. Uh, uh, when you're going across the floor. It's quiet. You don't talk. You don't lay on the bar. It's discipline. We were very disciplined. I remember Tally Beatty, um, we were learning, uh, we were going to do the New York City Center um, Dance Festival. And I, we were learning uh, uh, Antigone, and I was one of the queens, um, myself and Hope Clark, who was one of the original Ellie dancers. And we had just finished learning Takata, which was shoot with with our shoes on, uh, uh, jazz shoes on. But we, uh, so he went out the room and we, he knew we were getting ready for for us to to uh, learn the rest of uh, Antigone. He came back and he got so upset because some of the other dancers did not take off their shoes. You're supposed to know and be ready to go at, at any when you're doing another piece, you have to be ready for that piece, you know, and he walked out the room <laughs> wow. I, I he would walk out at any, any he said room. I'm done, and of course, yeah, he walked out, he said, "You do not wear dance uh, jazz shoes in Antigone and walked out. And so uh, Herman Howell, who's passed on, he was so fab. He was also original Ellie dancer. He kind of took over. You know, we just went through the other piece, um, and then Tally, and then Tally came back, and we were all ready to go. You know, <laughs> or I had my office and some of the others. Of course, I was ready to bare feet. You know, uh, yeah. But you know, that's the way it was, and. I mean, I, 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 you know, it would be nice to be younger, but I'm, I'm glad I was born and raised and trained with the iconic dancers, choreographers, directors no doubt. that I had, you know, because they're all gone. But, and it's not like that. I mean, I know nothing is like the 70s is not like it now, you know, uh, but, you know, because we didn't have things like cell phones and things like that and computers. Um it, it, it was more personal thing. Everybody, it was more of a yes. communication with people. You know, you talked to people, and uh, you com- the commun- communicated. The dance was even. I see a lot of the dance now is, is like too sporadic. Something to me. Uh, I know I'm in from another era, but I just feel like some of the real dance and some. Is, is is lost in in some mm-hmm. you know, companies that, that don't really have that real the modern or the ballet uh, the technique, you know, um, that they should still no style. the the learn the no the comp the, the you know the pieces like I was saying the, uh, uh, what is it about. Yeah. You just coming on stage and doing some steps and because you can do a six o'clock for five minutes. What does that mean? <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> um, it's different. So. Things, things are different. That's for sure. Um, you know, and you've been, you've been at this for a long time. You've met many amazing people you've seen a lot of places you've seen a lot of things and you started at it so young how did you maintain I don't know maybe your your sanity or your composure or just maintain who you are as a person through it all I mean especially starting at such a young age and having you know success so young as well but yet still managed to be very grounded it would seem mm-hmm. you know uh it's, it's a couple of things i my father well first of all 
I um, was a cesarean baby. My mother passed when I was born. Mm. Um, Yeah. And my father was with Cab, with Cab's van in Chicago when I was born. So uh, he had, well, he did come from Chicago to, to Brooklyn, and I was born in Brooklyn. And, of course, he had to stay he had to go back with the band, cause, you know, with the band, because that was his work. <laughs> that was the, he was a musician. So uh, I was uh, eventually, I mean, I was with my aunt, uh, my grandmother, and then uh, my aunt was um, very, very religious, very religious. Um, we went to church uh, oh, all day Sunday and then sometimes on Saturday and you know, when I was old enough to, when I was, I guess, about five or six or so, I, I really knew all the Bibles, books in the Bible. I could turn right to it. And, um, so I had, like, my early days of, you know, of living, I had my father, who I knew, and I would go to hit with rehearsals with him, you know, band rehearsals and all that. When I was young, he would take me or he was in town. But then on the other hand, I had this fanatic aunt who was taking me to church all day Sunday. And uh, (laughs) But I always was a dancer. I always had that thing, uh, that performing in me, which she did not like at all because dance, there was no, there was no dancing in the church, no churches, no praise dancing at that time, you know, in the, in the late forties, fifties, all that. So, but I always liked to dance and my father knew that. He knew I did. Um, And of course he, she didn't like, you know, of course he, he playing in clubs. Oh my gosh. Clubs. That was where, you know, the, the women of the night and all those kind of people were. <laughs> so, uh, but I, you know, I loved it. <laughs> that was just, was a, I loved dancing. and But she thought, of course, you know, the dancing was, you know, that kind of dancing. Uh, it was no other kind of dancing but, you know, the kind of bad, you know, awful Sexual dancing. Oh, the wicked dancing. So, so you know, I had like the two life experiences, you know, in my in my it's mind, in my soul. You know, uh, but I knew that the dance world, I knew that the music world was not like she thought it was, even at an early early age. So I always said I would go to you know stay after school and go to classes, and, and even singing. She, there was no singing unless you were singing in the church. <laughs> right? Wow. So, uh, yeah. Um, and, and so having all this, you know, this, seeing all of this and, and saying that this is, this, is a good, this is a good thing to do. This is good for your body. This, this isn't bad, you know. Um, I'm getting a lot of knowledge, I'm, you know, of different Things in the world of you know and uh, of performing and people love to, you know it's nothing bad about it. Um, so of course you know when my father kind of came off the road with um, it, in the early fifties when the bebop era started coming in he wasn't on the road as much so I I, I moved with him and and you know that uh, basically he was. So wonderful. I mean, he taught me all about music, and he always said to me, always read, read everything, um, you know, be knowledgeable, always treat everyone respectively. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know, that's the way, he, and people loved him. Women loved him, too. He was a gorgeous man. I, I always thought he looked like a, a, a black Clark Gable when I found out who Clark Gable was. <laughs> <laughs> so your daddy, daddy was very handsome, and um, but, so you know it's like uh, going fast forward to when I um, 
through my life, you know, with my father and how he treated people, he was just so always such a respectable man and a very humorous man. And I, I got a lot from him. And then when I got the movie, you know, I was asked to do uh, the, the center, the middle cover of Playboy, the Playboy magazine. Oh, my. I been, yeah. I would have been the first black person, um, uh, you know, female to have done that. There was no black females before that that did the, the center cover. Um, wow. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I never did any nude, nothing, you know, on stage. Um, and I just didn't want to present myself like that. And I, I, was, I was offered a lot of money, too, a lot of money for that. Um, and, but I explained, I said I would do something sexy and all that, but I'm not, I'm not opening myself up. Like, you know, all I could think of was my uncles and my father looking at the, at the magazine, <laughs> but that was the only thing. Um, but yeah, that, I always had that, that respect for myself, you know, yeah. um, to do that, uh, and I, I started, I'm saying about, you know, when I was raised, but I think that you, you gather that from your very first, you know, time here on earth and all the other things that you're kind of raised with, you keep. And uh, so I think that's because of my father and the way I feel about myself, the respect that I had for myself, the respect that he felt that I should have for myself and for others, you know, uh, left me throughout my life, my lifetime. Wow. I'm loving every part of what you're talking about. Um, The dance part is, is, is a blessing. And the fact that you're so genuine is, is an even bigger blessing. And, you know, just you interacting with so many people, that, that going to Paris, my goodness, at 15, that had to be, like, just mind-blowing in itself. So you, yeah. Had a lot, you had a lot opened up to you early on. Yeah. And I, I love how you said it earlier, mm-hmm. where it's just so much information coming in. I'm so glad that it didn't, uh, you know, mentally just have you short fuse and start to do something mm-hmm. stupid turn yourself down the road. Mm-hmm. Um would you, yeah. you have uh, you know Yeah, go ahead. I, I I oh thank you, thank you. I, I appreciate that too, but I felt, you know, being I'm here on earth, I lived, my mother passed, there was I, I was not going to beat up on myself. I wasn't going to put any drugs in me like I've seen so many others do and you know and 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 lose and not be able to give what I was, you know, I knew that I had in my body that my uh, in mind that my mother through God gave me, you know. So I never, you know, got into drugs. I've seen it, been around it, but just like eating meat, I've seen that people eat meat, but I don't want it. <laughs> I didn't like it, so I didn't do it. Bacon. Um, it it, it spoils you. It spoils you. Know, everything about you. What? I'm telling Kayla, he's got to let that bacon go. <laughs> oh yeah, the bacon. <laughs> yeah, well, it it it's hard. I mean, I started young, you know. To, to mm-hmm. uh, I think I was twenty twenty six when I started, you know, weaning. So that's uh. And I was determined, but like I said, unfortunately, I wasn't, uh, I didn't really eat heavy meat anyway, so it, was, it wasn't the hardest to, to stop and to wean off, because I was determined to do that, uh, you know, and to have, have my, my daughter naturally, too, I didn't have any, you know, chemicals, I didn't want any chemicals in her or me. Mm-hmm. Well, there you have it. There yeah. you have it. <laughs> All right. We got a question here from Bill for you. He's asking, were you ever part of the studio dance group um, that also had the movie and show fame? So I think he's asking if you're ever part of the original dance group that inspired the movie and show fame. Um, 
well, yeah, I went. I was, I was the, um, I was going to the original high school of performing arts, which they, which Fame was on, you know, about. Wow. I was, um, I was in the the modern department from sixty two, sixty five. I graduated. That's just amazing. Wow. I mean, I used to have so much history in one person. I, I know sometimes you just pinch yourself and look back and be and be like, was that all really real? <laughs> I meet I all those people, I travel really? all those places, and you know, was part of so many things that have shaped culture. You know, yeah. years after yes. you were blazing the trail. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you don't think about that when you're, you know, when you're young. It's like when I was dancing with Miss D, I had, I mean, I knew about her, but I had no idea how great this person was that I actually danced with, you know, um, in her her last company and studied under with her, all her original dancers were all gone. Everybody's gone, all original, except for... Uh, one, um, one person that, that's Julie Belafonte, who's, uh, who's, uh, Harry Belafonte's ex-wife. She was in, actually, she was in the, I'm like the second company almost, because she was in the company in the 50s. But, um, of course, there's no, no one alive that within the original company. They're all gone. Mm. And now in her last yeah. And and the and even the ones that were in her last company. Um except there's uh one is Julie Belafonte and oh gosh, I think there's one other person. Um oh Glory Van Scott. She worked with her before I did. Yeah. At um, that that call, yeah. But what a what a wonderful experience. Wonderful. No doubt. Yeah, she had all the in her school on Forty Second and Ninth. I used to walk from uh, Performing Arts, which is on Forty Sixth and Broadway. After school, I might have had something to eat or something, and then the classes were like five, five, five thirty something. And I would take her class and also um, a karate class and a drumming. They had, she had drumming also. Most of the time on the weekends, I would go to the Graham classes because they had classes down in the village and I will, because uh, I love Graham also. So I used to take that from the, from Graham's original dancer, dance, dancers and dance teachers. Yeah, talking about 60, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yeah. And I'm sure this will all be, you know, immortalized in your book that you're working on or your short story. Yeah. When do you plan on publishing or what's the timeline for the rest of us to be able to read all the details? <laughs> um, well, I'm, like I said, I'm going to send, I'm sending the, the short story out, um, but the book is, well, my editor said that she'd like to do it, have it for December. I'm thinking okay. that that's nice too, but I'm thinking, you know, the bond. <laughs> that's nice for you, but you're not writing this. But <laughs> but I was saying another thing would be because the James Bond new uh, 25, James Bond 25 movie is uh, which would be the 25th movie would be coming uh, is is would be released in April. Of okay. 2020. So I'm thinking that might be a nice time to, you know, be a hook on, you know, presenting my book. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I don't know about, but I'm I'm every day. In fact, you know, I was just before you I uh, spoke with you. I've been on the uh, computer correcting because I've I've rewritten the book. Uh, I wrote it some years ago, and I'm rewriting it with the help of uh, this young lady um, that 
so I've written already, you know, like 12 pages, and I'm actually just up to my, uh, oh, gosh, pre, pre-teen time when I was still in Brooklyn. Yeah. So I'm correcting and editing myself. <laughs> <laughs> and then you do the work and then give it to your editor. <laughs> yeah, uh, you give it to you. This is what I want. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'll be doing uh, that probably every every. Uh, hopefully, I can do it at least two or three times uh, a, a week. Objects for me on the computer because you know I'm not, I wasn't raised in the computer age. And it just gets a little tiring for me to be on the computer, you know, so much. But, um, yeah, but I, I, I'm doing that. I'm determined. Very good. Very good. Well, you know, we know when you're determined, what happens? You're going to get it done. Yeah, you yeah. You're going to get it done. So I see that there are several people out here who have put together Trina Parks' websites, but do you have your own website where I people had, can see oh, up to you know what? what you're doing? I had a very nice website. It was very disappointing this, uh, just a few months ago. I've had it for, oh, gosh, 10 years. I didn't do it. I was a James Bond fan. I was teaching at New York, um, at New York City. Was at the college uh, in New York City, uh, New York City College, and um, he uh, he was either teach some some thing he was doing there, and he did this uh, website for me. Uh, well, he's been taking care of it all you know all these years, and just a few months ago, uh, he said that he had he couldn't uh, you know take care of it anymore. But I not knowing anything about it. I didn't know after he told me I should have at least tried to keep some of the things, you know, I'm thinking that I could just go to it and then have, you know, someone else or take care of it or have someone else help me to take care of it. But so mm-hmm. now it's not. <laughs> ago. Yeah. And it was really nice. He did a one, he put all my videos on there and all my work and yeah. So um, I'm working with a new um, personal manager, and he's going to start another, um, uh, you know, website for me. All Um, right. Well, that'll be great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great. So then I'll stay to do it when the book actually launches. So, all right. Yeah. Well, yeah. This is the week leading up to Mother's Day weekend. So let Kaylin and I be among the first to wish you a happy Mother's Day. Oh, Happy Mother's thank Day. you. Thank you both. Yeah. I'll and we are, we are unfortunately coming to the end of our hour. Our, one of our listeners, okay. Jacob, he wanted to know if we could just keep going because he could listen to you forever. <laughs> but sadly, Jacob, when the show is over, the show is over, and Blog Talk Radio will cut us off. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So we are sorry. Thank you so much, Jason. We are sorry. But uh, last word on tonight, Trina, any words of motivation for aspiring dancers out there and or if they want to come Mm -hmm. train with you, even possible, how does that happen? Well, I am on Facebook. It's, you know, Trina Parks, and I'm noted as the, I have on there the first African-American James Bond woman. And um, I put my, uh, if I'm teaching anywhere, I teach um, periodically. I don't, I'm not teaching, you know, every day. Of course, I can't do that anymore. It's, it's a, a bit much for me to have to teach every day. But I do master classes, Catherine Denham classes. So if they can uh, find me on, on Facebook or my email, I'll give you my email, T E A. B, as in boy, E, Edward Y, at yahoo.com. And um, they can, you know, contact me about uh, if I'm teaching anyway. And this is in Atlanta. I am living in Atlanta now. But I do all over, you know, the United States, different, you know, different, different cities or, you know, if they're 
asked me to uh, come and, you know, do master classes. But for All sure, right, awesome. I, yeah. mm-hmm. Well, there you have it, folks. Check her out on Facebook. Keep an eye open for her book. Kaylin, last word on tonight? I- I'm sure she would love some snickerdoodles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what what did you say? Uh, said, he should sure he would love some some snickerdoodle. It's an inside joke Kaylin and I have. Oh. We we battle over which pea for pea muscle uh, protein flavor is the best. I'm in the chocolate camp. He's in mm-hmm. snickerdoodle, so that's his way oh. of getting his snickerdoodle like shot at him. But I <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can only eat the dark chocolate, and I have to be very careful on that because, you know, I'll, it, it uh, can't eat too much of that dark dark chocolate at once. <laughs> Just a couple of few bars. I mean, you know, half of the bars or whatever. <laughs> at least oh for me, I think maybe you can eat more. <laughs> Yikes. Anywho. can't take all of that. <laughs> Ms. Trina, you are absolutely yes, fantastic. We wish you all the best of everything going forward. So thank oh, you so much for uh, joining you. us tonight. I know our listeners loved you, and we loved you as well. So, oh, just- love you too. And I had a wonderful time. And thank you for letting me speak and ramble on. <laughs> no, yeah, phenomenal. <laughs> Using so, names of people that were you weren't even born yet. <laughs> no That's okay. We're all, we're all the better for it now. We're getting educated just like you were talking about. So, on behalf yeah. of Miss Trina Parks, Thank chocolate way protein lovers everywhere, the boys from P4P Muscle, Patterson, and myself, your body is a temple. <laughs> Let's build it. That's right.